songs. Hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover. And I'm Amanda Allen. <laughs> and this week we are joined by a divorce coach, which is very exciting. She's also a very sophisticated, sexy gal, I want you to know. It's Lee Keckner. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Great introduction. I am a gal, a sexy gal. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. How are you doing? Right now, I'm doing amazing. I am sitting in San Diego in a hotel by myself looking out at the ocean waves lapping up in the sand with the sun starting to set. Um, dear listeners, we were er informed earlier and we saw photographic proof that Lee is on a mom sabbatical. And <laughs> it's like it's like fan fiction. I, I just want you to like, can you just outline what, well, here, you know what, before we do that, I feel like this will be uh, extra special when they know some facts about you. So I have three kids. They're all boys, four, seven, and nine. What you got, Amanda? Uh, I have a nine-year-old boy and twin six-year-old girls. And Lee, oh. what you got over there? I've got a 21-year-old son, a seven, an 18-year-old daughter, twins, a boy and a girl that are 13, <gasps> and a nine-year-old. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. I think yeah, it's you incredible. Might, I think you might hold the title for the most kids. <gasps> I think she does. Yeah. Yay! Uh -huh. I finally won something. You won. I'm you so did. Proud. You won. <laughs> I'm so proud. Congratulations, Lee. Thank you I so wish, much. We should have sent you flowers. <laughs> Well, you still can. I can oh. give you my hotel name and room. You know, I just, uh, I don't have any uh, paper to write it. Well, I, I'm I'm a real big receiver, so <laughs> I can help you so it gets here. Wait, so, okay. So get, getting back to the fact that Lee has five children of various ages and genders. Uh, uh, so you're on a mom sabbatical. Please tell us about that. I am by myself right now for two weeks, maybe more in San Diego in a beautiful hotel where no one's here or working. They just let me have a room and two other people, I think, because I know my good friend knows the owner. <gasps> so I'm sitting here and by myself, really enjoying it. And I walk, you know, somewhere or order in for food. Oh my goodness. Now here's how I got here. Um, it was Easter Sunday. My grown ass kids are sleeping. <laughs> my son's my son has his own apartment, but he was in for the day. My husband and I are currently going through a divorce, which we can talk about later if you'd like. <laughs> so we're going through divorce. He hasn't been around much. He works and travels a lot, and he came around some. And on Easter, I got up. I mean, the night before, before Dave came to my home in the morning, I got Easter baskets ready like I always do. I put whatever the stuff we always get. I hide all the damn Easter eggs because this year I put more chocolate because last year they said I put bad candy. And I hide it. No, they're grown-ass people, most of them. But guess what? When I put those damn things out, they pick them up and go search for eggs. And it's hilarious. It's not like if you build it, they will come. I put out the baskets. They're 20. They're looking for eggs. That's so cute. So that happens. So. I get all the baskets out. My little one wakes up first. She's like, mommy, I'm going to call dad and tell him that we're up. And I go, okay, but let him know everyone's still sleeping. Let's give them a few hours. So at 11, I was like, they've had enough. And I go in. I said, Margo, get up. We're doing Easter eggs. She's like, okay. She like puts on a robe. And then I say, Char Sergeant, he's like, already up. And so he gets up. Charlie comes out of the, uh, the garage, which is kind of like converted into all kind of room. And I go into Audrey and she's 13. I'm like, Audrey, get up. She goes, nope. And I said, Audrey, get up. She goes, no, I'm not doing it this year. And I said, hey, guess what, kid? Saying about you. This is a family thing. It's a tradition. Get up. <laughs> and she said, get out of my room. Oh, shit. So I slammed the door and stomped my bedroom like I was maybe 8 to 12. <laughs> and I was steaming. And I took a few breaths. And I said, screw it. She can stay in bed. And then I went to the kids. You guys ready for the hunt? Let's go. If you see an A for Audrey, take it. And how, <laughs> how old is Audrey? She's 13. She's oh a twin god. with a boy who's 13. Sergeant and Audrey. Oh my god, your so, kid's name is Sarge. I thought that's what you said. And I 
Oh, wow. What a cool ass name. It's so cool. It brings me joy every time I say it. <laughs> but he's opposite. He's super sensitive and so sweet. Oh, and so, so it's hilarious. Yeah. Lee, that name fits my criteria for when I named my kids, which is, can my child be a senator, an actor, an artist, or a private eye with this name? And I feel like Sergeant fits. Good job. All of them. All of them. <laughs> um, and I think that's a great criteria for picking names. <laughs> Thank you. I don't want to um, limit them. Never. Don't ever limit yourself. Why would you? <laughs> So anyway, she says, no, I say, take her candy. Everyone does it. So then I walk into Dave, you know, we haven't been having the greatest time because we're divorcing. So I said, Hey, um, I recorded three different church services because every Sunday you guys, I mean, every Easter, we do the Easter eggs, we make some scramble and then we go to church at the mm -hmm. kid's school because they're in Catholic school. So I said, Hey, I recorded the school one. I recorded agape and I recorded Joel Osteen. Or whatever. So we have a few choices to pick from. And he says in the kitchen out loud, I don't want to watch any of them. Oh. And I'm sure the kids won't either. And then one of my kids goes, I'm not watching. And I go, thank you, Dave. And I went into my bedroom <laughs> and all of the stuff of kind of being on my own with the five kids and oh. all of the stuff was pent up and all of this overwhelm was pent up and all of this trying to keep them doing what the hell they're supposed to be doing. And they're just laying in their beds on their freaking phones and they wouldn't even walk the dog and they wouldn't even pick up. After ah! I mean, yeah. all of this screwed up. <laughs> I exploded. Now, what I want to tell you real quick is I was the parenting expert for Deepak Chopra's global well-being app. <laughs> and I'm turning on my children like if I had a gun, they all might pass. I mean, I was so worked up and so angry. And I just said, I've had it, David. You're back now. You're back. You've got him. I need breathing space. I can't do that. I need breathing space. Okay. Yeah. And all, all the tools I know, all the things I teach, everything gone. Yeah. I was in the moment of I'm going to have a physical mental breakdown. Yeah. yeah. And that's a perfect storm. Of oh my gosh! So money much. and divorce and mediation and and all Growing the stuff up was so huge. Tradition and expectations and yes. the shit that you have to do as a mom to like deliver and sort of having that also kind of like uh, stripped away, back at you. And yeah, we don't want it stripped away. <sighs> and I was like, seriously, I was like. This is what we do every year. And it's, you know, after David moved out after divorce, I found every single birthday and holiday, I was crying going, oh, what do I do now? We've done something for 22 years. Yeah. What? And it was this whole year of mourning every single birthday and holiday and re realizing oh, I got to get ahead of the game and make a game plan next time so I don't have to feel this Oof. again. But all of this was pent up and all of the stuff with the divorce and all of the kids. And during this thing, my kids, you know, they're teenagers and I get this is the time teenagers pull apart from their parents and they act really kind of shitty mm. so they can start to form their independence to leave. I know all that, but it was coming so hardcore and I was trying so hard to keep everything together and this homeschooling and why didn't you do your assignment? You have to log on now and you have, and then going, you guys, let's walk the dogs around the block. They're all like, nope, get out. And just like all of this stuff. And I was just like, what in the hell is going on? So then I had my big explosion. I turned to David. And I said, you're here. Awesome. Parent. Yeah. I'm going and taking a break. I, I grabbed like, I don't even know what, because I keep <laughs> hand washing my underwear. So I drive, um, I just jump in my car and I call my friend and I said, do you still have that contact at that beautiful hotel on the beach? Can I get a room for a discounted <gasps> right? Because I'm going through divorce. And I'm cut off from my normal money. And she's like, yes, I'll get you just, and I'm here in this room and I'm decompressing. <sighs> And I'm so grateful for it. It's exactly what I needed because it's so much to feel like you have to do everything all the time mm -hmm. and that you're doing it by yourself. When I was married, he was a big part of helping. Mm -hmm. And as I'm divorcing, he's not there for most of it. And I'm dealing with everything. And I got some really interesting kids mm -hmm. who I adore, but they're, they have, they're creating their own path in ways that... Yeah, we'll get into that. I just always thought like, well, you have a son, he plays baseball and football and you hang out with the parents Then you get, you know, right. And I didn't have those kids. So it's been just an incredible a hot cooker of learning for me, if yeah. that's right. Slow, slow. What is that when you make something all day and you put it in a pot, crock pot? Yeah. Uh, it's just nonstop learning, which yeah. I know that's why we're here. But I've always been in like this 
compact, superheated, nonstop learning. It's been really <laughs> incredible for my heart and growing, <laughs> but also for my drinking and freaking out. Uh, yes. <laughs> It's a good workout for your liver. <laughs> right? A couple push-ups, a little vodka. A couple push-ups, a little vodka. <laughs> a stomach crunch, a shot. Well, I am so impressed that you did that, Lee. I think as a mom, it's hard sometimes to just be like, I'm I need to take for me. Because uh, I feel like I at least I'm always sort of trying to give to everyone else, and then when it finally comes to me, it's this little sad little thing that I, you know, it's hard to take and be like, no, I'm going away. You fucking do it. I gotta breathe. Yeah, I need I need to take a break. And then all my kids are mad at me because I exploded on them before I left. <laughs> so I'm here. Really enjoying it, the sunsets, really enjoying a glass of nice wine, really enjoying being on my own and working, also building my brand and doing all that stuff. And then I'll send them, hey, I'm thinking about you. I love you. And there's no response. And I'm like, if I knew, if I was depending on them for my own validation mm -hmm. in life, I'd be crushed. Mm -hmm. But I know all, I'm all I need to fill myself up and I just need to love and guide them. Yeah. So it's just this interesting dance. I'm letting them ignore me and not respond, but I'm not taking it personal. I'm just enjoying the ocean and Bravo. knowing that I love them. It's going to be Bravo. okay. Right? That is a fucking lesson I think we all could stand to learn. Well, you know, you guys have young kids, and I've been doing this for 20, almost 21 years. Mm. And I went from my kids who are, who, who are just wired different. So they react to the world different and people judge me how they react to the world that I'm a bad parent. And I struggled with that for a long time. But then with my fifth kid who has some of the three of them have just kind of wired the same. So I remember being at my, at St. Francis de Sales, they do this, like that's my kid's school. It's a Catholic school. And they do this really big, huge drunk um, uh, carnival. It's a weekend where the parents literally go crazy because their kids are just running around and they can just drink. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we work all the booze and everything. But I went on one ride with my youngest one who's who's speaks her mind and doesn't have a filter. And I try and, you know, I used to with my other kids try and comfort, kind of soften what they're saying. So people don't go, you need to take care of your kid. That's rude. I'm like, that's just how they're, they have to process. So anyway, I'm in with my youngest, who's the same way, this little girl, we get into this brown bear spinny ride. <laughs> and she's like, close the gate, close the gate. And I said, I can't. That man walking around with three teeth has to close the gate. He's the carnival guy. <laughs> so I was like, I can't touch the gate. So then all of a sudden, two people jump on. And she goes, get off. And she's like sticks. And I used to go like, I used to go to people. I'm so sorry. No, she didn't mean that. Don't talk that way. Now right, I don't. Right. I'm done placating other people. I'm here to parent and guide this child. So I just turned to her and I go, how are you feeling, sweetheart? What's overwhelming for you? And she said, I just want to be with you, mommy, just me and you. And then I turned and said, uh -huh. would you mind stepping out for the next ride? And they said, we wouldn't mind at all. And they get out. Uh -huh. And Evie gets to have her time with me. In the past, I gave a shit what other people thought. Uh -huh. And I pushed my kid aside to placate other people because I felt like a bad mom. Right. Uh -huh. And I had to learn over my 20 years, no, let your kid be who they are. And connect with them, not the people judging. That is so smart. Yeah. It's good. And I know with my own mother, I, I know that a lot of times sh she would uh, do what you were describing, like put other other people, other strangers and their comfort sort of like before mine. As an, And as a yeah. kid, that was like hurtful. Yes. And I try not to do that, but I'm sure I do it just out of weird habit. I need to stop. We all repeat what we were taught mm -hmm. until we make the conscious decision to not do what we were taught. So if you say, I never want to talk to my kids like I did, let my mom talk to me, you're doing it unless you change the pattern. It's yeah. just ingrained in us. It's what we know. And we do what we know until we choose to something different. Well, but mm -hmm. I always, I always say I would never talk to my, my mom would never talk. I would never talk to my mom like that. My kids are stupid mean to me. Oh, mine too. Right? 
They're so mean to me. And I like look at them and I'm like, I just had so much more respect for my parents yeah, than you. That's right. My nine year old today called my husband an ass. Oh, yeah. And I just about lost my mind. <laughs> and he was going to kind of like let it slide. And I was like, no, you cannot call your dad an ass. And oh my God. She's like, you guys call each other an ass or somebody else an ass. And right. I'm feeling those same feelings for him. Why the hell can't I call him an exactly. ass? Exactly. My, my son is like, well, it's just a donkey. It's a, it's a word. It's not a swear or whatever. And I was like, you know what you did. Yeah. <laughs> you are calling him a name. He always likes to weasel out of, you know, well, you said this so technically. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's funny if we can be present, which is so hard as a mom because we are doing 57 things. Yes. If we could stop all of the things for one second and look our kid in the eye, which I didn't do for maybe 10 years, they were talking to my back in the car or my Uh. shoulder at the computer, or I was yelling, stop it. Yeah. Pick up your robe. We got to Right? Yeah. I remember the first time I learned about mindfulness and my son, Sergeant, who's the sensitive one, came and he's like, uh, mommy, mom, he had this kind of cool voice. I don't even know how to do it. I'm doing it like Mickey Mouse, but it's not. It was really scruffy and darling and this cool little boy voice. And so he'd do scruffy voice and I always go like, uh-huh, Sergeant, yeah, I get it. And one day I just learned about mindfulness and I thought, oh, this is a good time to try that. I got like out of my chair I squatted down eye level to him, looking him straight in the eye. And I said, what, Sergeant, what do you need? And he looked at me and looked down and looked at me and looked down. And then he was like, I forgot. Because he was so overwhelmed to see all of my focus on him. Yeah. Because I was doing everything and there were so many of them. Yes. And I just saw him melt and look down. He was so overwhelmed that I was like, holy Toledo, they're so hungry for it. That when you do it, they don't even know what to do with it. It's overwhelming. So I tried to every once in a while remember to do that, right? I started trying to make new patterns because I was so used to running and prepping and packing and snacking and prepping the night before and making sure it runs smoothly the next day and getting everything done and ready, you know? I know. it. It is hard to, like, remember those moments of, like, wait, hold on. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> this is what it's all yeah. about. Hello, I love you. <laughs> We're here together. You're here too. Yeah, I'm not parenting at you. And I'm here. Yeah. Because that's the other thing is I think we get so lost in the like, yes, go, 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 that we forget to be like, where am I at? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I created this whole freaking routine for myself. Because everything was just chaos all the time. Mm -hmm. And I I do this like five things with myself. When I get, when I wake up, I put my feet on the ground and my hand over my heart. And I close my eyes. And I say, where are you today? What do you need from me? How are you feeling? And then I also think that there's our younger selves inside of us who didn't have their needs met because we're raised by humans. And they Mm -hmm. can't meet all of our needs. And our younger mind interprets what they did a certain way and still hold those beliefs like I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I don't matter. So I do a check-in with my adult self. like how? Because I think there's so much to us. Yeah. There's not just our bodies and our minds. And we are so much more than that, that we are our souls connected to our heart. And there's so much available to us when we step out of thinking because thinking is limiting, it's human. Yep. And a lot of times it's, 90% of negative thoughts. <laughs> so it's like stepping out of all of that and going quieting my mind and just going, I got you. I'm here. What can I do for you today? Seriously, having that moment like I would want to do for anyone else, my best friend or my child. Yeah. Providing that for myself. And then I do my little morning mantra and then I say a prayer and then I look for something right in front of me to be grateful for every day. And that's how I start my freaking day. I got to be locked and loaded in. I got myself. I'm okay. What does life, what's going to bring me today? I'll deal with it in a beautiful manner. I don't always though, because you can see I left my home on Easter, but I needed it. My day is usually I turn and I look up at the ceiling and I go, what fucking day is this? (laughs) (laughs) 
Our sponsor this week is StoryWorth. I love StoryWorth. Finding the perfect present for mom is tough, especially if you don't have the luxury of celebrating Mother's Day together in person. I actually bought StoryWorth for my dad and my father-in-law for the last Father's Day, and it has been a huge hit. So here's how it works. Every week, StoryWorth sends a prompt in an email that says like, you know, what was your most embarrassing moment or what was the, what's something that you appreciate in a friend, something like that. And then they will fill it out at their leisure. And then at the end of the whole year, you will get a beautiful hardbound book with all of their answers forever. And your children will have that. And it's amazing. It's so very cool. I mean, it sounds like a fun and meaningful way to engage with family, um, especially relatives you might not get to see so often. And then also, you know, with social distancing, we don't get to see them at all. And a lot of them could use the creative uh, inspiration. I know I could. It'd be nice to have some some prompts to journal about. So if you are interested in StoryWorth, we have an amazing promo code. So you can give mom the most meaningful gift this year with StoryWorth. Get started right away without the need for shipping by going to storyworth.com slash WMD. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash WMD for $10 off. The holidays are just around the corner and there is one gift that thousands of moms have been calling the best gift ever. For a really special gift for the special people in your life, you've got to check out the Skylight Frame. Ooh, nice. What is that, Betsy? Skylight Frame is a touchscreen photo frame that you can update instantly by email. What, it's touchscreen? I didn't realize it was... Yes! It sets up effortlessly in under 60 seconds. You just plug it in, use the touchscreen to connect to your wireless network, and enjoy. You can load it up with all the photos and videos ahead of time or just after she gets it and plugs it in. It's also just a great way for all family members across the world to be able to share what they're doing, what they're doing day to day, because they can just upload their photos right to the link and it will show up on the on the frame. So yeah. if you have someone in California or family members in like New York or family members in Michigan, all, everyone can upload their photos no matter where they're at to the one link and it will show up on your mom's frame right there in the house. It's seriously amazing. It's high quality. It looks nice. And they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like or love your skylight, they will offer you a free refund. Now, as a, so as a special holiday offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code MOMMY. That's right. You get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com and enter code MOMMY. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com. Promo code MOMMY. Get that frame! So, yeah, just trying to keep everyone on schedule. Everything happens at 10 a.m. I think I I don't know if I've talked about that before, but just on the show. But uh, it's just everyone at 10 a.m. has to be on a device in a Zoom meeting. And it's uh, just a fucking nightmare trying to get them all just like running around and screaming and everyone's yelling and, uh, you know, uh, everyone wants fed all of a sudden. And uh, it, it just gets like very chaotic. Do they all have to be on Zoom meetings every day? The older two do. And a lot of times I put the youngest one on there just to give them something to do. I'll put them on like Khan Academy or hooked on phonics or something that's a good mom <laughs> thank yeah. well i mean it's so i can ignore him but thank you yeah um, right <laughs> i mean i'm like now you go to school everyone's going to school look at a fucking screen so um, <laughs> <laughs> and let it be for four hours straight <laughs> yeah for real once they all get on there it's usually like the most calm 60 minutes of our entire day i but, am enjoying not running around oh yeah Oh, I'm sure there's it's endless what I bet you are fucking enjoying. Oh my gosh. That's a good so, going, girl. Keep going, girl. It's okay. So um so today at like one o'clock, it was on so oh, there's this thing called Got Game 
I feel like the people at Got Game want me to tell people about it. It's really good. There's this thing called Got Game. They do like a summer camp and um, now they're doing like a Zoom. They're doing all these Zoom activities and they're all free. I don't know how. Ooh. And the people who run it are great. They're great with kids. They're um, they're calm. They're like endlessly enthusiastic and positive. So they're doing all these different things. Like they were doing a scavenger hunt the other day or um, they'll do like a exercising and stuff so we we sort of say that's pe that's their that's the pe portion of our school day at home during coronavirus so today they had at one o'clock there was soccer and it was for all ages so we were like score all three of you can just get on one zoom and you can all do soccer you all love soccer let's fucking do this and i'm like this is gonna be great i'm gonna Yes, I'm going to put it on the iPad and then I'm going to make it like sync up to the TV. You can all look at the TV and do soccer. It's going to be great. So, so first of all, we we're having a ton of trouble just like getting a device. Can I ask a quick question? Yes. How do they do soccer in the family room looking at a TV? Yeah, that's a question. Well, if they kicked one ball, knocked a vase, I'd be screaming. So I don't really have they didn't really <laughs> <laughs> with five kids. I love that you would have a, a single vase on if a single they table. Ruined my pressed flowers and my new painting. Yeah, but when you said that though, I immediately imagined like your living room filled with vases. Welcome to my glass room. <laughs> Children, everyone start dusting the glass figurines in the family room. And don't kick the soccer ball. I mean it. Chop, chop. So how do they do soccer in the family room? For well, Just like kick the ball by themselves like a hacky sack? I wasn't sure. And they didn't give any information. It just said soccer. You just walked out and started the link? Yeah, I just started it up. And then as soon as we started it up, they were like, so you're going to need a ball. And I was like, right, 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 right. Of course. So I, I yell to all of them, go out to the backyard and get a soccer ball. And um, did you get someone saying mine doesn't have enough air? I can't find mine. Well, what I did get was a nine year old who would not leave the couch and was like, I don't want to play soccer. I don't want to do it. And I was like, well, we are doing it. This is this is PE. We're doing this. And he's like, but I don't want to. And I was like, that's cool. But this is what we're doing. Um, and, you know. You don't really have a say, Junior. <laughs> no. And I didn't ask you if you wanted to. I'm telling you this is what we're doing. <laughs> because I need a minute. So, so he and I are fighting. The other two are running out to the backyard. And then he's like, the, the coach, Coach Andy, is like, um, okay, and you, you're going to need to wear shoes because um, – because, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff with your ball balls. And, like, if, if you're not wearing shoes, it's going to – with your balls. Wait. wait I'm wait, a wait, child. Wait a is Amanda giggling because you said balls? Yes, this is correct. <laughs> okay. Just I'm making sure. I'm giggling because you said you got to put your shoes on because you're going to be doing a lot of stuff with your balls. <laughs> and I am a seven-year-old boy. Uh, yes. So. Who drinks man drinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, got so it. He's like, you all need shoes, and we are a, a shoe a shoes off household, but especially now in in the time of coronavirus, <laughs> I'm like, definitely, you are not coming in with your COVID shoes. Like, you no. need to put on shoes. Oh hell no. Yeah. Oh hell no. And so one other parent was saying something. She was like, "Why? Well, you know, it's gonna be a little hard with balls in the house." Uh, I'll let Amanda giggle now. <laughs> Good. And then, uh, and I was like, oh, right. Yeah. And then I chime in and I'm like, yeah, you know, also with the shoes, uh, <laughs> you know, we've been, we've been actually told by, you know, the government, like you shouldn't be wearing shoes in the house because we're all going to die of COVID. I didn't say this on this thing, but, um, you know, that we're not supposed to do that. And he was like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's soccer. So you got to soccer ball. And you got to shoes if you're going to play with soccer balls. I was like, fucking A, there's no way I'm going to let my kids be in my house with their shoes on. I'm just thinking a soccer ball. Yeah. Well, I want a GD soccer ball in my house. Well, at this point, I mean, back me up here, Lee. 
All right, girl. Look, I took a sabbatical. I can back anything out. (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, we have three boys in our house, and there's so little now that can even be destroyed or fucked up. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Absolutely. I forgot you have youngins. Yes. So it's like, like there was a time there for years where we didn't have anything under like chest high because our kids would just like get it and fuck it up. Yes. Yeah. I get it. So we're still sort of in the aftermath of that. And there's just like, everything's just furniture you can fuck up. And yes, it's Ikea. And, and in 20 one- years, you can get real stuff. Exactly. Yes. Oh, I yeah. can't wait. I just started getting real stuff. I'm 54. Oh, congratulations. Really. A little bit before. That's a big deal. Okay. So. But I look like I'm 30 because you said I was sexy and sophisticated. You, yes. You are so okay. sexy and sophisticated. I've seen pictures. You do I not want the look. People, the listeners to know because right. they can't see me mm. that I don't look like fifty four like Lucille Ball before she passed. I look like <laughs> oh she didn't pass. Oh she did pass. No, she- why would I say Lucille Ball? <laughs> That'd be amazing you know if she was still say- alive. I meant to say Phyllis Diller. <laughs> I'm sorry that popped out. Lucille. Phyllis Diller's still alive, right? I don't know who's alive anymore. It's perfect. <laughs> I think they're all dead. <laughs> We're all dead, and this is just like a weird simulacrum. <laughs> I want you to get through your stories. No, no, no. It's good. In my pie hole. So, um, so okay, so I'm like, okay, fine. Here's what we're gonna do. I can't bring. My, my computer outside or the iPad outside because the Wi-Fi doesn't work in the backyard. So I have to put it on my phone. So I have free data on my phone. So I was like, okay, we'll, we'll go in the backyard. You'll do this class on my phone. The screen is tiny as fuck, but, uh, but fine. And, uh, you know, and I'll bring out the, the speaker. We can Bluetooth the speaker and, and then, good for you, you. Know, right, right. I had so many yeah. good ideas, Lee. Yes, you're taking care of business. So we get on there, and and uh, and my nine year old's a mad, and he's just standing there, and he won't get a ball. And then um, I set it up, and everyone's talking. Oh, and then I'm, uh, and so my, <laughs> so my nine year old's screaming at me, and everything's getting really crazy and really heated. And I'm yelling up to my husband, who's trying to work, to come downstairs and to bring this stupid like tripod that my phone can sit on, so that. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, ugh. Um, and so he's and now he's yelling at our nine-year-old and we're all yelling. And then I set up the thing, and for some reason the Zoom will only show some other kid in the Zoom meeting. It oh. won't show the coach oh. or even us. Uh so we so I'm so I, I'm like picking it up, and of course, you know, you're picking it up and that it's thing. hard to do on your iPhone. You can do it easy on the computer and an iPad, but not on your iPhone. And also, just like I don't, I don't have makeup on. I, I, my hair is not done. I'm, I'm wearing essentially pajamas twenty four seven. You're like every other mother who was on the thing, <laughs> right? And it's just like yes. so. I'm yeah. already, I'm like seeing myself on this, and I'm not happy with that. And um. And then, and so, and I'm trying to get the thing up and he's like saying all these directions and I'm like, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> and then my, and I can't, and then I yelled at my husband. I'm like, you make it happen. I can't make this happen. Um, and, and. Wait, did you cry? No, but I was so like. That was a cry voice. Right. No, it was more just like, I was fucking over it. I was just okay. like, I don't know what to do. I need you to make this happen because yeah. clearly I can't make it happen. And um, and I'm so close. And I've tried so hard up until yes, exactly. I keep coming, having great ideas, and then they fail. Great ideas, and then they fail. And then so then he's he's like, why don't you just bring out your computer? And first of all, my kids are always on my computer because we always have like technical difficulties with their school computers and Zoom, and uh, it's just fucking shit show. So I can never get on my own computer and actually get work done, which is like this is my computer. Exactly. I'm tired of giving my computer to everybody. Yeah. Um, right? I mean, uh. yes. So, so I uh so I go and I and I'm like, well, but there's no Wi-Fi out here. And, Ar- and Ari's like, there's Wi-Fi out here. Hmm. So I go to get the big iPad um and I put it out there and then and I'm like, bye, I can't, I'm over it, I cannot. 
and uh, and then he tries to make it work and he can't make it work. And then at some point, um, I hear my husband say, well, you know, uh, she's she's watching what the coach is doing and she's doing what the coach says to do. So if you just watch her, you're doing what you're supposed to do. So yes, for whatever reason, follow the girl who doesn't know either. Oh, some rando girl. Um, so uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think eventually my seven year old did it. But then the the four year old just kind of like stops, and the nine year old just refused. You know what sucks is that you tried multiple steps. Thank you to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in the end, you didn't do it. Oh, yeah. And then for me, like I always am doing everything, and Dave's not around. And then I'm like, Duh! and then Dave comes in. He's like, Hey guys. You want this? And they go, thanks, dad. And look at me. And I'm like, I just spent 72 hours trying to help you guys do this. And he walked in with a Hershey bar and he's the greatest man. No, not even that, but it's like, it's like, I do so much work and they say, you, you don't ever do anything. What do you do? Oh my I'm God. Like, they have no idea. You just lay around. You don't do anything. Oh my like, God. You're the computer saying you're working, but you don't even make money. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you're so busy mom that you're sitting in the guest house saying you're working i think that's so true of a lot of a lot of moms um especially i think a lot of moms end up having to be the bad guy always yeah especially when you're you know i'm in a new frontier i've been married for 22 years with david who was my beloved who i thought i was going to die with mm-hmm. and then five years ago stuff happened and i just watched everything go downhill fast i was like wow, I never knew I would be in this. This would be something I'd be teaching on because I teach about everything that I learned and mm-hmm. I've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't know divorce would be my new my new thing to help other people with. So let me learn everything I can from it to, to help other people. But it's insane because I never left. I've always been there with them and I've held us together right. when things were really hard. And now he's kind of coming back a little bit and they're like, dad's back. Mom's mean. She's a drill sergeant. I'm like, because for six years, I've been doing everything, everything, every school, every activity, yeah. every forum, every keeping up with work, every teacher meeting, every therapy meeting, every medicine for one of my kids, you know, like all of them. Right. And, um, and then, you know, kids. I have an explosion and I go for, for my own sabbatical, for my own well-being to go decompress and mm-hmm. get back on track what's important to me, which is just loving them. And they're all pissed off, like you suck. And I'm like, no, I was always here, and I never left the best I could. But I don't think we know that about our parents till later. No, but they did the best so that they hard. could where they were. Or yeah, they just they don't. Kids don't always see you. Nope. No. They they might have to be a lot older to look back and be like, oh god. And mine are like thirteen to twenty, and they're like still saying, "What do you do?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm like everything <laughs> they're like what is your youngest 13 no my no i'm just like a majority oh. of my house is between that age but my youngest is nine and okay. she's like a 32 year old oh. hardcore businesswoman <laughs> what who people people always care what eve thinks huh. she's powerful as heck but she also has this kind of like the world's a little harder for her so she can't she says things really harsh because that's the only way she knows goes straight to that. And I'm trying to teach her that fluff before is important uh-huh. <laughs> for people to receive the information you want to share. You have to rub their back first <laughs> instead of quit calling me. I don't like to talk to you. Oh man. You have to say, Hey, you know, there's a lot going on right now and I'm busy with schoolwork and is it okay if we talk another time? She's like, but I don't want to talk to him another time. I don't want to talk to him. I'm like, I know, but we have to think of other people, how they might receive it. I I appreciate your tenacity and your honesty, and you know what the hell you want. But we have to taper it to fit into society, unfortunately. Our nine-year-old right now, our nine-year-old... we're going through some something somewhat similar, which is just because something is true doesn't mean you have to say it or oh should God. say it. Oh my! Oh my God! God. Oh my God! <laughs> The worst. <laughs> it's. Uh, I don't know why it's so hard to get across. Eve. Eve says everything. <laughs> My mom said you'd be a lot better if you did blah 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 blah. I'm like Eve. <laughs> She's like what you did. 
I'm like, I know, but that's in the privacy of my home. I would never tell a person, sorry, person. I did say that, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm oh, like, no. Cut the shit. She does that <sighs> without thinking. She's like, oh my gosh, are you Kim? I heard my mom talking about you. Are you the one that blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, hey, no. no. Luckily, I don't gossip too much about people anymore, but this one could have got me in a lot of trouble when I was younger. Do you think it's because she's the youngest and to to sort of cut through the, the all of the noise, she has to just be I'm like... I'm going to say yes. Yeah. And I'm also going to say she was born knowing who she is. Nice. I've never seen another person before this way. And she doesn't give a shit what people think about her. She's just purely her authentic self. Awesome. And right now it's rough around the edges. So I'm trying to just say, I admire you. And this is beautiful, but we don't want to hurt people. <laughs> so we have to think before we speak because people have tender hearts and we just want to spread love or your information, but not kill people. It's also hard because I, I know from for us, it's like, and also you don't, it's hard to explain like your life will probably be better if people, um, like you and don't think you're an asshole. Yeah. You no. Know? And that's something I'm trying to impart. But she Ugh. doesn't have that finesse yet. Yeah. She ha she only has black and white right now. <laughs> like we have to teach that over the next 10 years. So I've got 10 years with her and I'm like going to be a hundred years old trying to put out fires. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to remember. I'm not putting out fires anymore. I'm just saying, hey, Eve, when she says something, people are offended. I'm not going to talk to the fucking person. They're grown up. They should deal with their own stuff that's coming up. I'm going to say, Eve, I think Mrs. Principal could have her feelings hurt because you said she's not doing a great job during this coronavirus. <laughs> so, Eve, it might be good to say you're sorry to her right now because you didn't know you were hurting someone. You know what I mean? To handle yeah. it truthfully. 100%. Yeah. Because she's she's something I've never dealt with. You guys have to meet her. You're gonna be like, holy hell! Her friends are all thirty. My old assistants and and helpers. But I have to say, I took Eve from preschool, and they were having a new kindergarten class party at the park in the summer. Mm -hmm. So we drove to the park, and we got there. And I walk out with Eve, and she looks in the sand pit area, and they're all like, come up to Eve's kind of like shoulder. She's tall, and she goes like this. I think we're at the wrong park. Oh. And I said, oh, no, Eve, this is your class. These are your incoming kindergartners. She goes, oh, mother. Oh, my goodness. They look like children. Oh. And Eve towered over them, and she has the mind of a 32-year-old woman. And I said, mm -hmm. this is your class, dear. Go make a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I've never experienced that with my other four. She's like, these are like little children. <laughs> how can I navigate school with these young children? I'm like, good luck, kids. I'm here for you. Amanda, is there something that might be interfering with your happiness lately? Um, you know, yes. <laughs> is something, <laughs> I don't know, preventing you from achieving your goals? Yes. Yes. Well, I have great news for you. BetterHelp uh, will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Uh, couldn't come at a better time. Dude, right? They have yeah. over 3,000 therapists all over the United States who are there to help you. And you can just take a little quiz to assess your needs. And then they're going to hook you up with someone within 24 hours. It's super convenient, too, because you can do it online, and so you can do, like, uh, text, you can do phone chat, or you can do, like, FaceTime-type chats as well. Um, yeah. That's, that's what I meet with my therapist now is through FaceTime, because... I think that's all we do these days. But, yeah, if you're dealing with, like, anxiety, stress, depression, I think we're all dealing with a lot right now, and it would be really nice to talk to someone. And you know what? There is financial aid available. So if you're if you're hearing this and you're like, I don't I can't afford to talk to a therapist, hey, you can. Amanda and I want you to start living a happier life today. All right. As a listener, you are going to get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash drinks. 
That's your promo code, all right? Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash drinks. Amanda, what has broken you? I can't wait to hear. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, like, so it's actually, it kind of... uh, it kind of coincides with what you guys were just talking about. Um, the other night, uh, I'm putting Benny to bed, and she was like, "Hey, mom, I just need you to know, you know, you're not my favorite parent." <laughs> Love it. I mean, it's horrible. It's horrible. Like it killed. It killed me, and I was just like, "Fuck off!" Like, are you fucking kidding me? I. I am the best. Or I, I carried your. In, I like. I just in my mind, yeah, like I completely short circuited, and I was like, "Don't start crying! Don't start crying! Don't start crying!" <laughs> it's so hard not to take it personally. It's so hard. I was like, and then you go, "Oh no, what's the right answer?" Because I'm going to fuck her up if I say the wrong thing right now. <laughs> and then, and then I'm like, and then her sisters. So. Emmeline's laying in bed just reading, but reading suspiciously where she's got like her leg, you know, like cocked Not up. really reading. She's no. listening. She's listening and just turning pages, you know, Face like, yes. <laughs> just like, ooh, how's this about to go down? You know, and then I, I just spinning out in my head and I was like, ouch, Benny. <laughs> oh, that's good. I just said, I think that Benny, is good. I said, it, that kind of hurts my feelings. And I oh, was good. like, you know, uh, and she goes, well, it's true. And I'm sorry that I'm hurting your feelings, but dad, <laughs> dad is my number one and you are number two. <laughs> and by the way, with girls, that will be forever. Oh my God. Yes. It's the same thing with Rex, right? Just like, well, just because it's the truth, I'm going to, I'm going to say they do it. Less. The dads do less. <sighs> and we have to jump on everything and we get the blame for everything. The dads just sweep in and bring a lollipop and they're the best. The best. He's just the best. He just goes, yeah, 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 you can have that. And then they're like, that's yes! it. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I just sat there so stunned by it. And I mean, it's still something that I keep like thinking about. But then she goes, maybe next year you can be my favorite parent. But for this year, at least it's dad. And uh, I was like, wow, let this go, child. Stop. Right. She just kept like hammering it home. Yeah. You know, and I think it's, it's super interesting because I know that there's just like a combination of things going on. Like she was really mad at me the other day and was like, I think dad should move in here with us and you can just be in your room by yourself. You know, like she's just pissed at me so she's also angry you know at being locked in a house for now over a month and not seeing friends and trying to process and so she can get mad at me Mm. you know because she's no mothers are the scapegoats yeah yeah dads aren't as involved we have to do freaking everything we get frustrated when they won't listen or help or keep on track yeah it's so damn much all the time Mm. and then right now for me i'm divorcing and so he just swoops in with junk food (laughs) and a toy and they're like gosh we love dad (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so frustrating that's why i felt so good leaving and coming here i want dave to taste what I do. <laughs> he has no idea. Well, I also think like we, so we have a sitter who helps after school oh. and they're used to like school and a sitter and like, uh, like chicken nuggets for dinner a lot. And like, uh, so when I, yeah. when I'm here now all the time, it's like the no monster, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, this is how this works. And that's the boundary. Yes. And here's what this will be. And we're going to do this. And they respond well to it. But I think they're just like, ah, come on, lady. Right. Stop it. Like, we're well, st- the beautiful thing is that kids feel safe with boundaries. I agree. So you're doing yes. a great service to your children. The bad thing is they don't want to always do what you set up as the boundary. No. And they don't know 
that that's a good thing. <laughs> like they yeah. won't realize that for a very, very long time. And you're there enforcing it, which sometimes is putting your foot down and taking electronics and like letting Ugh. them feel yeah. the consequence of what they agreed upon. Right. Right. And so And then dad yeah. sits in with the lollipop and you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> You get an iPad. You get an iPad. Jesse's <laughs> son said ass. We become the ass. Yep. <laughs> when we parent, because yeah. the other one's not parenting. Yeah. Lee, is your is Dave home with all of your kids right now then? Yes. How's uh, how's that going? Have you been getting word from the trenches? Well, a, an amazing thing was that I asked him, I said, we have a, a refrigerator in our garage for a backup because we have so much stuff. Mm -hmm. And I said, David, the garage refrigerator has broken. Would you please buy a new one? He goes, we don't need that anymore. And I go, okay. So somehow I got the freezer side to be a refrigerator. So I had that working and then the other side's nothing. So David just emailed me like, or emailed me yesterday saying, hey, uh, would you please go on Amazon and buy a new refrigerator? And he goes, <laughs> no, he said, would you please buy a new refrigerator for the, the garage? And I sent back, I'm so happy that you see that that's a necessity, but would you please do that? You do it. I do everything. I'm on a sabbatical. You can order a fridge. <laughs> he won't pay for my my housekeeper who picks up, does laundry, and helps cook. And he's not there. And I got four kids and one who pops in on occasion and creating my business and doing so much. And I said, hey, pay for her or pay half. He said, no. His first day there, he said, could you please ask Cindy to come in? His second day, because he sees how quickly it gets messy and the kids aren't doing anything oh. and you scream at them and fight and then they do one thing and it's still messy. Oh boy, Lee. I feel like the sabbatical is, I'm so is good every which way. I'm like, you experience what I experience in one day. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget to check the different school emails from three different schools oh, yes. and get all the Zoom links and don't forget that alone is giving me a nervous breakdown. <laughs> yeah. It's so freaking much. And I'm so happy I chose to take care of myself. I chose to get a break because he was there to be with them. And I chose to let him feel what I do every day, to let him experience it so he can have understanding and quit fighting me on everything. It's amazing. I had put your name down a long time ago on a list of guests that I wanted to invite. And uh, it's it's funny that when I when we got through to you, you were in the midst of this sort of monumental kind of coming oh, yeah. to Jesus. Yeah. You were like, do you want to do my podcast? I'm like, yeah, I'll probably be drunk on a beach, but I'll do it. <laughs> But it was just, it's so, it's so important for moms. You know, I, I teach this when I, I do workshops and stuff and I teach for moms, put yourself first, put your marriage second and put your children third. And that doesn't mean don't feed them and neglect them. Right. But if you, it's that same damn thing when you're on an airplane that they say, put your mask on first so yes. you can assist those around you yep. and mothers lose themselves. Many mothers, I'm not saying all mothers, mothers say my kids are everything to oh, me, yeah. which is putting the world on them of pressure. They already got their own life to live. You right. know, Glennon Doyle, I've talked about her before on the show. She has a, a new book called Untamed, which I love very much. Um, and in that she says, so often as mothers, we're taught that to be a mother, you have to be a martyr. Right. And she was like, I'm changing that in my like she's she talks more about be a model you don't need to be a martyr and then she also talks about being yes. loyal to yourself and teaching that to her yes. kids be uh, loyal to yeah. yourself and when i stood up from my crushing divorce when i stood up after grieving for years as it was declining i stood up and i looked up i literally felt up my body because i stood up with just swollen eyes mm -hmm. and i hadn't eaten i hadn't slept i just was out of my mind and i looked down at the foundation i thought my life was built on Dave Kettner's wife and it was gone. And I literally like felt up my body, up my legs, up my tummy, up to my arm, to my head. And I go, I'm still standing. Oh God, what would you have me do that I would never have done as Dave Kettner's wife? I'm ready. Mm. 
And in that moment, my power came. And not that I don't have hard times navigating it. It feels scary and the money stuff, learning everything. But I've got myself. I know God's got me. And I know this is for a purpose. Way bigger than me staying with David or making it work when it was falling apart so hard. And it's that realization with parenting. It's like, I am a woman. I'm a human being. I'm a soul on the planet for a specific reason, walking my own path. And right now there's other people crossing it and pulling at me, but I will not lose myself and step off my path onto someone else's because that's a disservice to everyone. And when people say my kids are my life, I say, take a breath, step off of them. Mm -hmm. You are your life guide and love them by example like you said glennon talks about i rose and my kids say they, they still call me not a mom my daughter my older one who's mad at me calls me not you're not a mom what and i said what does that mean to you margo and she said you don't cook and wow. i said i cooked for you when i was young now we can afford to pay someone to cook so i can build my business my empire and then she says you're not a mom and i said baby tell me what Lots that means of moms oh, don't cook before? Before I would take that personal, mm-hmm. it would hurt my feelings. My husband is the main cook in our house. Yes, and so I'm like, what, what, what would it take for you to think I'm a mom? She goes, you would cook, and I said, I'll do it. Let's pick a couple nights a week that you and I pick a recipe and we do it together. She goes, I don't want to cook. I go, okay, so let me get this straight. <laughs> let me get this straight. I'm building my business and working my ass off in a wonderful way that fills me. I'm stepping up in my power. I come in and hang with you guys after. But for you to think I'm a mom, I have to cook. Join me, daughter. <laughs> telling, telling me daughter. that I have to cut back on my work and cook <laughs> so you feel like I'm a mom. We gotta re we gotta reassess this. Oh man. Oh man. And I know me showing up and standing in my power and overcoming this and being in a beautiful way with it. Like I went into divorce. Um, feeling powerless. I know nothing about money. I have never paid a bill. I don't even know what our finances are. David's done everything. And I've been at home with the kids. And I, what am I going to do? I went from that victim mode to I am going to learn what I need about the money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask for help when I don't know it. I'm going to build my brand so freaking fast and glorious that I'm going to earn all the money I ever wished Dave would have earned. This is like... So we often, we ask everybody like what's broken you, but I feel like you're talking about how sometimes what breaks you is the thing that ends up defining you, right? Everything I do is based, everything I teach and help people with is based on the foundation. You are not alone. Mm -hmm. And that's because my mother was mentally ill, locked behind a bedroom door. I had no access to her, but she was there when I really pleaded and banged on her door and wept, I need you, mommy, please, I need you. She didn't open the door. She said, go away, I'm sleeping. Mm. And so as a little kid, I took it. I'm not even good enough for my own mother to get out of bed for. And I lived that hardcore until I met David. And David's unconditional love started to melt my armor mm. from I, what I believed about myself. Mm-hmm. And I started to see who I re- I was like, oh, my gosh, I like makeup. I'm not really like a tomboy. <laughs> I mean, all of these things I had to create when I was young from fighting. And for being tough and acting like I didn't care, Uh, I could let go of. And what I found was a really incredible person with a kind heart before I'd only been tough and moving fast. uh, And so it's like, it's also freaking beautiful. And I think children evolve us. mm -hmm. Children show us where we're still hurting inside. When we get triggered and we feel hurt, that's our younger selves. uh, They're touching the button. And that's the time when we can go inside and we put our hands on our chest we can start healing the places that hurt. So when the darts come next time, they don't hurt as bad. And eventually they don't hit us because hmm. we're full. That's beautiful. Well, thank you. Do you want to tell us about the work that you're doing now so that our listeners, if they can gain. Amanda, I would love to. I think we sent you all the links that I'm going to talk about so they can just click away when this posts. So I do online workshops. I do in-person workshops. I have online courses. And the one I'm the most proud of is the one I'm launching um, this week coming up on Monday. And so it will be up and running when your people hear this episode, your people, your tribe, your beautiful people. Um, So that link will be on this episode, but it is called For the Love of Divorce. And what I have found out being thrown into divorce, never knowing this would be a part of my story is... All the work I've done on myself, moving faster from 
pain to happiness, from pain to love, and not suffering. So this is the fastest I got from devastation, knocked I'm completely broken on my knees, I couldn't breathe, to back to love is mm. through this thing with divorce, where now when I see David, I see the guy I love, the man I fell in love with, the father of my children, the guy who makes me laugh my ass off, but I set boundaries with this new kind of guy who has shown up, and I hold my ground with him. So I know when this passes, I love David, and mm. I always will. And when this passes, and he's done with the anger part, I'm going to love him in a new way and welcome his girlfriend, his wife, and I want them to be a part of my family. I, I love David and I want, that's all I care about. Right. But I'm going to stand firm on the ground of what I know I deserve and I'm going to give it. And I'm doing it in my power. I'm not doing it from a victim mode or pleading or, or ignorance. I'm, I'm educating myself. And this has been the most beautiful transformation for me to fully stand in my power and why God has me on the planet. And so my love of divorce course, I think, is a foundation for people. It's a toolbox. It's a tool belt for any big wave that knocks you on your ass. Mm. Because it talks about self-care. It talks about finding your tribe. It talks about um, finding your voice, standing in your power, and re really owning yourself. Mm -hmm. Because we spread ourselves so damn thin, we forget who we truly are. Oh, yeah. And that launches. And then I also have a podcast, um, Messy and Perfect Life. I followed yours. I would love it if you would follow mine. You oh, got it. People come, people come on. They talk about their mess, what they learned from it, and mm -hmm. how they're using it as good now. Oh, that's great. And then follow me on Instagram, Lee Keckner. Beautiful. Yeah. Hey, if you like the show, subscribe, rate, and review it. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, like our Facebook page, join our Facebook group, uh, send us your shit shows, and buy some merch. We've got super cool merch, and all of this information is in the description of this episode. Kaka! Copy with your shit show. 424-279-884. Copy with your shit show. 424-279-884. Copy with your shit show. 424-279-8842. Lee, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so happy I came. You girls are both darling, precious, mm. open, vulnerable women, and those... That's our superpower now, I think, is to be vulnerable. So I applaud you. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and thank you for coming in here and just like fucking laying down some wisdom. Yeah. Oh, thank you, baby. That's 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 my my joy. That's like <sighs> everything I've learned. I want to let people know that the the glory side of where we can look flipping the mindset. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love you, ladies. Oh, I love you, Lee. Thank you. You are doing a great job. You are doing an amazing job. Good job. I appreciate that, Betsy. Thank you. I haven't heard shit from Amanda, but thank you, Betsy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Amanda's very cold and withholding. I think we yes. <laughs> You have to earn my love. <laughs> no, you are doing an amazing job. Look where you're at right now. I've seen the picture. I know. Oh <laughs> I'm looking at the sun setting right now. In deep gratitude. Amanda. And moms, real quick, closing thing for moms. Oh, yes. Sit in advice. It's just uh, knowing anytime you feel funky or down, close your eyes and think of one thing you're gratitude in gratitude for. It, it, it busts your level way up, your energy level. It's like an instant dose of feel that. good. Yeah, that's, that's great. I love that. Hard. Okay, so I look forward to seeing you in person one day and oh. having an actual cheers. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Not just talking about drinking, but actually doing it. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Well, you don't know this, but I started drinking a martini about five minutes ago. That's oh, that's what your water was when you went and got your water? <laughs> oh, no. That was, no. Mm -hmm. Busted. I came in with a martini. Y'all scared the shit out of me. Cord. And then I thought, I'm going to be slurring by the end. So I, I, it's in the fridge. It's happened uh, to me several times on the show. Everybody can tell when I drink because I'm like, <laughs> by the end of the show, I'm like, hey, I don't know what I like things. <laughs> um, Amanda, I need to tell you, you are also doing a great job. You uh, are Amanda. You, you're my favorite. Thank you, Betsy. Too. I'll let Benny know. Thank you, Lee. I appreciate it. And <laughs> what's Benny for? What name? Benny what? Benny is my, it was my grandmother's name. So she's 
It's just it's Benny. Benny. Just Benny. Oh, yeah. and your other one was a morph of something. Uh, Emmeline is, yeah, I got Emily em- and Caroline. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I think it's Brit. It's, I think it's a British name. It's British. It's British. Yeah, she's fancy. She likes fancy things. So it makes sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Betsy, right. you're yeah. doing a great job. You know, I wouldn't have. Uh, Thank you. I wouldn't have even signed up for soccer. Let alone do it online. So I know. I was sure. like, you're engaging the young one in education. I just say watch YouTube videos. I don't care if they're yeah. censored. Figure it out, guys. You got to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you might find yourself uh, in, in your living room learning, teaching your kids how to play soccer, or you're finding out that you are the second favorite of two. Uh, parents and or or you're running like hell from your children or you're running like hell from <laughs> your children on a mom sabbatical on the beach because because hmm, easter not? <laughs> jesus has risen yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> know that you are doing a great job my mommy drinks My name is Will Himes, and I am a ghostwriter, meaning I write other people's books for them. And I have a podcast called I Will Write Your Book, which are recordings of my meetings with my eccentric clients, such as a woman blocked after one sentence of a children's book about her dogs, a romance novelist who dislikes sex, and a man proud of having sampled everything in his local grocery store. This podcast has been described as fully improvised, played by some of the best comedians on the planet Earth. Hey, that's pretty good. That's I Will Write Your Book on Campfire Media. Campfire.